as I choke <laughs> on my spit. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I'm just learning how to talk. Um, <laughs> No, welcome back, y'all, to a thousand true crimes. We've missed you guys. Yes. Um, we are officially recording for the first time. Um, me back on the mainland. I am in Kansas Woo! right now, and it's fifty-two degrees. So I'm a little upset about that. <laughs> she doesn't like it hot. She doesn't like it cold. Okay, there's a big difference <laughs> when you've been hot for four years. <laughs> <laughs> I also I'm don't telling you, you're going to come back to North Carolina right at the right time. I know. We're within about a month. I know. Less than. Girl, it's you crazy. don't think that I have it marked on my calendar? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, so, and Joe, she is recording in her brand new studio in her brand new house. We say studio. It's still just me and my mic and my laptop. But it's in my own room. I have my yeah, own that's space. A, I mean, it's a studio. Like, it's a studio. It's office. Fine. Whatever. We can call it a studio. It's fine with me. Yeah. You can get Let's some, let like, everyone think I'm fancy. Sure. And you can put, like, stuff up to help with the sound. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. I Although, gotcha. hilariously, so, like, in our apartments, I'm always just, like, hammering nails into walls. At our house now, I'm like, no, we will measure one oh, hole. Oh, you're going to figure it out? Yeah. One hole is all you get. That's all you get in my walls. Yeah. That's it. No more. No more. If it's one and done. Well, you better figure something out. One and done. Command hooks all the way. Yeah, no kidding. No yep. kidding. Um, but yeah. So how are you doing? What you drinking? So I, we were actually recording earlier, and I used up all my champagne for that. So I have just a smidge of champagne mixed with a tiny little bit of lemonade. A mimosa is it's what like that's called. It's like a lemonade called. mimosa. No, a mimosa oh lemonade, mixed lemonade, with orange juice. Sorry, my bad. My bad. It's I'm a still... it's a lemonade mimosa. That's you can listen in Hawaii. They do like lilikoi mimosa. So like it's anything with like a juice type thing and champagne. It's a mimosa. It it is, it it really is. So I'm I'm being um, pedantic. Yeah. As, okay. As the smart people say. <sighs> Jeez, Lord, help us all. <laughs> um. <laughs> We just got done recording a really serious episode of Marriage, so I think we're both ready to just laugh. As we're going into As true As we crime, dive into a crime. Like, that's like, <laughs> like, not correct at all. Oh, God. Like, we're just going to be depressed no, for the rest of the day. It's fine. I know. And then I just read it. Okay. We're not even going to get into that because that, like, needs a tr- <laughs> I just read a post that definitely needed a trigger warning, and now I'm, like, a little... I'm a little upset about the whole situation. Yes. Anytime the death of a child is discussed, trigger warning that shit. I know. Seriously. Um, well, that's good. I'm sipping What are you on... drinking over there? What you got? I got a Vizzy. It's a... They have I like hard seltzer. lots of uh, vitamin C. They do. I'm getting 21% <laughs> of my uh, vitamin C. Well, 42 um, at this point. Yeah. So I'm almost halfway there. To a full, a full day <laughs> serving of vitamin C, um, but they're really good. You should try it. It's see, I'm having lemonade too. It's a lemonade hard seltzer. They have actually just like hard oh. seltzers too. And this time no, I'm, I'm actually, shaking it up. I'm doing watermelon lemonade. I was gonna say, I it's do, really good. I have had I have had some busies before. They're tried really them. good. They are. 
Yeah, they're delish. See, now that you're back in the mainland, you can have normal things. Okay, they had this in Hawaii, too. Oh, never mind then. But it's $2 cheaper than it was in Hawaii. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, because the cost of living here is real cheap (laughs) compared to there. (laughs) So I was real happy about that. Um, I bet. (laughs) All right. Did you see the cost of milk? Did you see? I got... Yes, girl. Chelsea's yes. Throwing milks in the bag. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. I got a half gallon of milk for like a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Blows my mind. Blows <laughs> my mind. Um, Welcome back. I'm so pumped. Uh, so, you ready to get into our true crime for the day? Yes. Who are we doing? We are doing Miss uh, Pamela. Car, Carnahan, Carnahan. C A R, C A R N A H A N. Carnahan. Carnahan. There we go. Okay, we are doing Pamela Carnahan. Um, so I got this. Of course, as everyone knows, I watch a lot of ID. So this is, I think, it's episode five of Southern Gar- Gothic. Have you seen that yeah. show? Yes. Um, and so this is episode five, I believe. So I got a lot of information from there, of course. But then I also got a lot of the information from, like, local news I articles. I know this case. Oh, you do? Not super well, but I'm a little familiar with it. Did you just hear about it or? No, I must have watched. It must have come up in my viewing history because I recognize her face. I don't recognize the name. Okay. Um, so I don't know where I learned about it, but Yeah. I have vague memories of this. All right. Well, let's see if it comes back to you. So Pamela was born as Pamela Heimbach in 1980 in Flatwoods, Louisiana to Robert and Peggy. She was very sweet, lovable, loved to make people laugh. And she loved to bake. She loved kids. She was just kind of like lit up the whole room. Um, When she was a kid, her dad got a job as a cop. And they moved from Flatwoods, which is kind of like small town, country town, uh, to Alexandria, Louisiana. And Alexandria is like a big city to them. Okay. Okay. I don't know if people like, oh, I don't know. When I was like looking up Alexandria, I was like, that's not that big of a city. But to each its own, Listen, right? for, uh, Yeah, for some people. Yeah. So this is a big change for Pamela, but when she was in school, uh, she was also in special education. So she had like a learning disability. Um, say for what? Did she have like ADHD? It didn't say, no, it didn't say exactly like what she had. She was just in special education. So I think she was like a little bit behind socially. Okay. Um, that's kind of what I got the vibe of, but she was able to actually graduate with her high school class. Okay. Um, and she was able to function independently, and she wanted to be independent. I was going to say, special ed can be for anything as simple as, like, dyslexia or as complicated as, like, CP. So Yeah. Yeah. A wide so, spectrum that can go into special ed. They didn't give the her, like, diagnosis, like, di- like, what she was diagnosed with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Not important. Yeah. Not relevant. No. No, but it's just, you know, that, you know, that she was in special education. She was, I, you know, I think she had like a learning disability. 
Um, but she was able to function independently and she was able to, and she wanted to be independent and she was, um, when she was 24 years old, she meets Daniel Carnahan and they met through Pamela's brother. After dating for two years, they get married in 2007. Daniel worked at Pineville high school as a custodian and had a second job at the apartment complex that they lived at. And Pamela was a stay-at-home mom. And in 2009, they have their daughter. And, like, Pamela, she loved to, like, cook. Mm -hmm. She wanted to take care of Daniel. Like, that's what she wanted to do. And she wanted to be at home with her baby and raise her daughter. And she was a great mom. Mm -hmm. And her and her daughter, they had a very tight bond. And the whole family is, like, super happy. So there's no, like, marital issues going on yeah um so like i said alexandria is a small southern city in the 2019 uh census the population was 47,012 okay so it's similar to a lot of small southern towns where everyone knows everyone yeah but it's also unique because it's a mixture of people who are cajun and people who are not okay okay huh. and also the river that runs through Alexandria divides between like Protestant and Cajun and everything. So, oh, there's a lot it of history has, in that town. Yeah, there's a lot of history in that town. A lot of history. Um, okay. May, so on May 9th, 2014. <clears throat> Wait, can I just ask for a point of clarification? Mm-hmm. Did you say 47,000 or 4,700 or 4,700? What did you say? 47,000. Okay, and 12. Okay. That's what I thought you said. I just wasn't sure. Okay. I wanted to make sure. So we jumped to May 9th, 2014. And the school bus driver was dropping off Pamela's daughter at their Martin Park neighborhood bus stop. Now, Pamela was always there to pick her up and drop her off. But today, she wasn't there to pick her up. Mm-hmm. So this is, like I said, like very unusual. And since this is a small town... The bus driver knew Pamela, and so the bus driver actually calls another family member to drop off her daughter. Mm, okay. So he doesn't just leave the kid. Smaller town. Yeah, Yeah, he doesn't just leave the kid to be like, figure it out. Um, which like you'll come to find, like, thank God. Um. Was she dead? Was she dead in the house? You'll find out. Keep listening. Okay. Okay. Um. So where was I? Okay, so Pamela's husband, Daniel, is contacted, and he heads heads over to the apartment. And Daniel's father also joins him at the apartment. So when they enter, nothing seems wrong or off, but as they keep looking around the apartment, they notice bloody shoe prints that are leading to the back bedroom. And this is when they find Pamela dead in the back room. Oh, my God. And there's a lot of blood. The dad and Daniel call 911, and Daniel's dad actually used to be a sheriff for the city. Right. So right. he actually knew and stopped Daniel from touching and messing with the crime scene. Okay. So they they get out ASAP, okay. which like, yeah, a lot of people try to like 
they want to check they want to touch the person yeah I think you can kind of tell like that person's not there's nothing you can do yeah right and I think like it's fine like it's not it's totally fine because like I just was listening to another podcast where like the the person on dispatch asked them to check if she had a pulse so like but if you are a sheriff or you said that her dad Daniel's her dad right so it's like her Daniel's her husband so Daniel's oh. dad is her father-in-law. Okay. Well, either way, he's a sheriff. He knows what a, a, a too, he knows what too much blood loss looks like. So yes. he was yes. very easy to be like, we are not touching this scene. Exactly. So the investigators arrive and they find Pamela on her back next to her bed. There's blood on the bed, the walls, and it's an extremely violent attack. Oh, God. She had been stabbed more than 20 times and had been bitten on the hand. Ew. What the fuck? She had been stabbed in her face, neck, and arms. Oh, my God. So, as they're looking around the crime scene, they find under one of her legs an empty condom wrapper and under the other leg a small piece of a blue latex glove. Oh, She was fully dressed when they found her body, but now they're kind of thinking, like, had she been sexually assaulted? Right, yeah. They also find next to her two or three pieces of a broken knife handle laying close to her. See, that's the shit that I'm just like, you broke the knife? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Was that not enough? Did that not indicate to you to stop? Yeah. Jesus Christ. It, It was a very intense like crime scene good grief so they searched the apartment and they they couldn't find any other knives that matched the handle they couldn't find any latex gloves and they couldn't find a condom so it's pretty much like shown that like these were brought to commit the crime right unlike uh jeff that had everything he needed right there at the house yeah pretty much yeah like this attack was (laughs) planned see episode one and two yes so there is no signs of force entry and the door had a deadbolt that had to be locked either from the inside or the outside and when daniel and her and his father came to check on pamela they said that the door was locked okay okay so the police can't find her wallet or apartment keys Mm. so they're believing that the person who did this attack um like after the attack, took her keys to lock the door when they left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, like any other, you know, small city, there's definitely crimes and there's bad areas and all that stuff. But this violent of a crime is actually pretty rare in Alexandria. Mm, okay. And this gets everyone kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Since this crime was planned. And it looks like it was someone who might have known her. Okay. So, of course, well, yeah, the first person. Aren't like, aren't, like, typically, like, super violent attacks, like, usually, a especially lot with of the times that you well, know Well, yeah. Yeah. Because you have to be pretty personal, especially with a knife. Like, you're up close and personal. Yeah. So, but a lot of the times. broke off. Like, that's some rage right there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, a violent attack and an attack where you have to be, like, strangling somebody or this and that it tends to be and honestly most people that are murdered are murdered by people that they knew they know true yep true you're not wrong Statist- statistically so you better watch out chelsea i know 
coming at you. Um, <laughs> so, of course, the first person they look at is the husband, Daniel. Because nine times out yeah. of ten, the husband did it. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they bring Daniel in to question him. Daniel tells detectives that it was just like any other day. He dropped Pamela and their daughter off at the bus, bus stop that morning. He then drives to his job and got there around 7.40 a.m. He does call her a few times throughout the day, but it wasn't super uncommon for her to not answer. She would, like, forget about her phone. She wasn't like everyone else, but, like, has it surgically attached to their hand. Like me. So he wasn't, like, and he wasn't suspicious when she didn't return their calls or didn't answer. So they checked Daniel over for any blood because if he had gone home at some point in the day to kill her, there would have been, there's so much blood that something would have been left over and there would have been some trace evidence of her blood left on him. Okay. Yep. Daniel cooperates with the police and they do not find any evidence of a struggle on his body. No scratch marks, no defensive wounds, um, no blood. And they also check the surveillance footage at the school and he can be seen throughout the day in the same clothes. So he's immediately ruled out as a suspect. Okay. Okay. So now the detectives are like, fuck, we have to start from square one. So they go back to the apartment complex to, to uh, see if there were any cameras. And of course there isn't. Never is. It never is. I don't understand this. Like I thought we would have cameras everywhere, but I guess not. Um, <laughs> Soon but, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. But the, next, <laughs> but the business next door has one. Okay. So the camera okay. does capture Pamela. So is this is this an apartment complex or is this a Yeah, they live in an apartment complex. Okay, okay. So they could have caught somebody entering the complex. Got it. So, yeah. So, like, the bus stop is kind of like, so on the surveillance footage you'll see, it's like the business and then the apartment complex is, like, behind the business. Okay. But she's walking down a road, and it looks like the bus stop is kind of like, like the road goes onto a, like a highway. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay, okay. So Got it looks it. like the bus stop is at the end of that road, and then she has to walk back to the the uh, apartment complex. Okay, I see. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So. The security footage does show Daniel dropping Pamela and her daughter off at the bus stop, him leaving for work. The daughter gets on the bus, and Pamela is walking back to the apartment. Okay. Of course, though, the camera only captures part of the apartment complex and not her front door. Ugh. So they, at this point, they have no idea. So once she's out of the camera's view, they're like, like aliens could have done this. Like we have no idea yeah. what the fuck yeah. happened. Right. What, what, what happened? Um, and since there wasn't any forced entry, the police wonder if someone had a set of keys to their apartment. Maybe. Yeah, which would make sense. So they check with the staff, maintenance man of the apartment complex. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they question the maintenance man. And once again, there's no injuries. They do get a DNA sample from him, but they don't think he's the one that committed the crime. You know, okay. like with as violent of attack, there would have been something left over yeah. on, on yeah. that person. Yeah. Um, so now they start to like talk to the neighbors to try to figure out if there was like any motive. You know, okay. Pamela's super sweet, but like everyone liked her. Yeah. 
but you never know. Like, not everyone's going to love you. Mm-hmm. So they're going around, they're asking their neighbors, and they're just coming to dead ends. No one saw anything. No one knew if she that she was having any problems with anyone. No one said that she had a an issue with someone. Um, so at this point, they're all relying on the crime lab. And the crime lab is actually starting to come back with information in regards to the evidence they found. Okay. The bloody fr- footprints they found can be traced back to Air Force Ones in a size 10 and a half. Okay, that's something. Mm-hmm. The autopsy comes back as well, and they can determine that after she walked back from the bus stop, she had been attacked due, um, due to her being dead about six to eight hours after her body was found. So she got murdered after she dropped her kid off from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, can you imagine? What, no. Like, ugh. No. And especially, like, someone who has a disability. I know. Like, you just, like, there's, like, it's, like, kids, the elderly, and people that can't defend themselves. It just pisses yeah. me off. Yeah. Does you it? Know? It's Does just, it like, piss you off? <laughs> I mean, it's just, like, I mean, like, any Don't attack, do it! Just don't do it. Don't, like, can we all just be nice? Like, yes, can we? It's really not that hard. Seek help. I know. I just don't understand. I don't either. Um, she, like I said, she also had a lot of defensive wounds, so she definitely fought back. Well, that's good because that means whoever did it is going to have, did she have DNA under her nails? Do we know? So, remember how she had been bitten on the hand? Yes! Well, they did swabs for saliva from the bite mark, and they include that with the other samples to be tested for DNA. So there is DNA evidence. Yes. Thank God. Okay. All right. But they have to wait for the DNA to come back, and that can take up to 6 to 12 months, which also blows my mind. We've talked about this. This is absurd. It's insane to me that you're just sitting there, like, waiting. Like, can we, like, use some of this money and, like, put it into... Crime labs? Expediting this process? Or do you need youths, all the youths in the world, become crime lab processor people? Like, we need more people in this because 6 to 12 months is too damn long. It's too damn long. Like, how many people could that person kill in that time? Exactly. A lot. Mm -hmm. Or they could get real far away so the person they did kill can't, there's no justice. Like, listen, listen, children, children of the world. I know it doesn't sound great, but processing DNA and evidence from crime scenes is a really important job. Yes, it is. <laughs> so at this point, like I said, all the police can do is like just hit the ground and keep asking people if they knew or saw anything. And taking swabs. Yeah. What else yeah. can you do? So the city is super nervous because, well, obviously there's a violent killer on the loose. Right. And no one knows there's no leads or anything. So four weeks after Pamela was murdered, a fisherman found the body of Shatirika Brewer in the Red River. She was also a mother, and she had been asphyxiated. <laughs> I messed you up. <laughs> asphyxiated. Uh, uh, what? Asphyxiated. <laughs> See, now you got me so nervous that I'm strangled. like, I can't say she it. She was strangled. <laughs> 
I'm just going to say strangled. <laughs> she had been strangled and her car. Well, no, because you can be. She was asphyxi- deprived of oxygen. She was deprived of oxygen. <laughs> she had lack of oxygen in her system. Um, she, oh God, this word always trips me up. She had been asphyxiated. No, that's not right. As. Okay. Think as. As. Fix. Fix. Eated. She had been asphyxiated. There we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got like in this my head and now I can't say it. I know. This is all it. my fault. This is all my fault. And you had said it uh, right the first time. <laughs> I did. And you like killed it. Um, But, and we're not laughing about how she died. That's horrible. We're laughing at no. the fact that I can't pronounce words. Of course. Um, of course. And so her car was actually found just around the corner of the apartment complex where Pamela lived. And there's a path that leads from Pamela's apartment to where Shatirika's car was found. And then it's about 350 yards apart. Hmm. So at this point, the local police department called the FBI. Oh, sorry. I jumped a sentence. So everyone is wondering if these crimes are connected because they happen so close to each other. Yeah. And they both are mothers. They both have been murdered. Um and at this point, the local police department had actually called the FBI in. And well, the it FBI. It sounds like Shaterica was not murdered quite as brutally as. No, Pamela. it was not nearly. I mean, it was still brutal, but it wasn't yeah. as violent, yeah. violent of an attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but still very personal. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to strangle someone or, or, you know, put a bag or, or whatever, however that poor woman died, um, you still got to get right up and close. So. Yeah. See what the FBI says. Um, uh, da, 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 da. So the FBI within a week are actually able to locate the last person that Shatirka spoke to via cell phone records. And that leads to a guy named Brad, Brad Jensen. Oh, okay. J-E-A-N-S-O-N-N-E. Yeah. Jensen. I think Jensen. Um, he is married a father, and he is actually part of the Army National Guard. So at this point, the police bring him in. And pretty much like right away, he quickly confesses to killing Shatirika, but denies that he's involved in Pamela's case. So again, now they're back to square one. Like there's no leads. Okay. All right. Hmm. Um, And I believe that like she was the mistress to Brad. I believe. Shatirika? Shatirika, yeah. Uh, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure, like, I, I th- believe in the episode they they might have mentioned that, like, they had an affair or something, but listen, I could be very wrong on that. I'm glad they caught him quick. At least at least there's oh, one yeah. murderer off the street. Like, fucking A, dude. Ca- like, calm um, down. Calm down. You need to kill someone because you're scared of something. Fun- like, calm down. Yes. Jesus Christ. It's insane to me. So it's about two and a half months after Pamela's murder, and they find they actually get the DNA results back, and okay. they are able to get a DNA profile off the broken knife handle and the latex glove. Okay. But they didn't get anything back from the condom wrapper or the bite mark. Ooh. Ooh, I know. Well. I know. The DNA profile does not match Brad. So, like, they are even able to put that, like, even though he confessed, like, I didn't do anything in Pamela's, they are able to say, okay, DNA-wise, you're 100% clear. We know it's not you. All right. You, we know it's not you. 
So they were able to put the DNA profile in the DNA ID system, and it comes up with a hit. Ha ha. Ha ha, finally. The profile belongs to Julius Jamal Garnet. That's him. Yep. Well, there's no, like, way about it. Your profile. Well, yep. yeah. I mean, let's say, like, your profile matches. evidence and, like, just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yep. All right. So Where's this asshole? Do we know? Yeah. So he is actually no stranger to the police. He had numerous arrests, including burglary, weapons charges, and kidnapping and false imprisonment. Good grief. And the address that they had for him listed down was actually six doors down from Pamela's apartment. Okay. Okay. He was... This is going to get me on, like, a tangent. She probably didn't even know either. No. Of course not. Like, I don't... I believe in people being forgiven for their crimes once they've served their time, depending on what the crime is. But kidnapping and imprisonment or unlawful or whatever it was, imprisonment, like, shouldn't you go on a list? And he was arrested numerous times. Like, it's not just, like, one time. Like, I understand you're 16. You might make a stupid mistake. Yeah, you know, or, or and, even and if you you're learn 30 from that and you, and you move on. Like, yeah. Like steal something or, or just make, you know, something that's not like harmful to another human. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand when people have numerous charges and they can. Your neighbors Like, it's know. the guy. Yeah. What's the guy in New York that, um, I don't know his name, but he, with all the um, Asian hate crimes going on. Yeah. And he attacked that poor, the elderly woman. woman, And he had numerous charges. Like, he should not have been out on the streets. I know. I know. At least people should have known who he was. You know what I mean? Like, you should be able, if I can, like, Google, if I can go online and I can find every single sex offender within, like, 20 Mm -hmm. miles of my home. You should should know any violent offenders. Violent criminals. Like, that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, again, I I would limit it to, like, violent. But I should be able to find if someone is a rapist or if someone kidnaps people or if someone, like, uses their weapons unlawfully, I should be able to know if, like, they're living next door to me. Freaking six Mm -hmm. doors down? That fucking Yeah, I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Like, yeah. No. It's, yeah. So, so he has been, he had been living six doors down from Pamela. And he was staying with his sister at the time. So the cops actually realized that when they were, you know, remember how they were talking to everyone in the apartment complex after the murder Mm -hmm. and they actually spoke to his sister and she said that, um, she didn't say like, she didn't mention that her brother was living with her or anything. Yeah. So it kind of like at that point makes you wonder like, if she was protecting him or why she didn't mention it to the police. Right. Cause she knew. Mm hmm. His yeah. History. <laughs> yeah, I would hope to think so if he's, she's our, he, oh my gosh, she's his sister. Right, right. So on July 25th, 2014, an arrest warrant was issued for Garnet as well as a search warrant for the apartment. So they go to the apartment, but of course he isn't there. Okay. But what they do find are the same brand of condoms that was at our at Pamela's apartment, multiple blue latex gloves and shoes that match the pattern of the bloody footprints they That's found. That's him. That's him. 
So the sister is claiming, you know, she says she doesn't know where he is. And at this point, the police want to get him before he can hurt anyone else. They end up deciding to use the media and they release his picture to the media. And within 24 hours, he turns himself in. Mm-hmm. Dang. Dang. So the trial. So Garnett is like super cocky during the trial. And he waves his rights and denies that he was ever in Pamela's apartment. So he like has this complex that he's like smarter and better than everybody else. He looks like a douche. Mm-hmm. So the police are like, dude, we have your DNA. Like, there's absolutely no way, like, your DNA was at the crime scene. Yeah, and it's knew. not like, it's not like he was friends with Pamela. So that, like, you know, like, fingerprints or DNA could have been left to the apartment, like, because they were friends or anything. Like, like he has no reason to be in that house. But he still denies it. And he's kind of like, we'll prove it. Which, like, makes we We, we no can. Sense. <laughs> yeah, we have your we DNA. We can and we will. <laughs> Yeah. So he gets charged with second degree murder first, but then up it to first degree murder. Yeah, I was going to say second degree. I think that seems pretty premeditated. Yeah, it was definitely premeditated. So his trial begins on July 11th, 2016, and the prosecution presents their case. So there's signs that he had been watching her and that he knew her and her routine. So after taking her daughter to the school bus stop, so back at the day of the crime, she is walking back, and that is when he follows her. He comes up behind her as she's unlocking her door, and they believe he rushes her at that point. He forces her to the bedroom, and she does, like I said, she had defensive rooms, so she's fighting back. And so the majority of the wounds weren't fatal, because she was fighting back, and that's why it took so many stab wounds. Because she had been fighting back, a lot of the uh, majority of the wounds that she had weren't fatal. Mm. So that's why that's why she had so many stab wounds. Because uh, she was fighting. Yeah. Ooh. So it kind of like makes me wonder, like, if she hadn't fought back, would he not have killed would her? Would he have killed? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, good for her, good though. I know, oh, yeah. We're like, not blaming the victim. Fight. We're just wondering like, how. Sick no, this I'm just wondering is. if, if because the wounds weren't really like fatal wounds, like she bled out. But he had a knife, so he was intending to hurt her. But like, yeah, is that maybe... or at least th- like definitely. Well, yeah, he was intending to hurt her. I think it was more. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's like going down a rabbit hole that we don't need to go down. Oh. But yeah. So he breaks, he breaks the knife because he breaks the knife he had because of how hard he was having to stab her to get her to stop fighting back. Yeah. Yeah. So as he left, he grabs her wallet and the keys in the deadbolt and locks the door. Of course, he had to grab the wallet on the way out like a piece of shit that he is. So that's the prosecution's case. Now, the defense pretty much tries to blame everything on Daniel, her husband. Oh, my gosh. They actually argue against the DNA evidence, saying that Garnett did not know the Carnahan's and that the crime took place in the bedroom, so Pam had to let someone she knew in the apartment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Victim-blaming. 
They also claim that because it was so violent that someone angry with Pamela is the one that killed her and Garnett didn't match that. I mean, yeah, he didn't know her personally, but like obviously he was angry because she <laughs> wasn't submitting to what he wanted her to do. Her own rape. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Good for you, girl. And the defense pretty much just like were questioning Daniel and constantly and trying to like get him to like say something yeah. to incriminate himself. Um, it doesn't work. It was unsuccessful. Well, yeah, because like literally there's physical evidence of Daniel being at yeah. his job yeah. the whole day. Yeah. Well, and you didn't do it. You um, can't trip someone up who didn't do it. Yeah. So during the trial, Garnet is like smiling the whole time. Wow. And he's just like so cocky, like I said. And the jury comes back with a guilty verdict within three hours. Okay. All right. So pretty quick. There's no question. They were like, you done it. No question. <laughs> They're like, dude, stop being an asshole. Just admit what you did. And let's like, let's, yeah, shut up. Sit on. down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. Wipe that shit. smirk off your face. Your face. Oh, my God. I, as a family member, could not imagine. I know. It would have to take every self-restraint to not just go up and, like, punch him in the face. I know. Uh, sitting there smiling like a fucking piece of shit. <sighs> God damn it. So he was sentenced to life in prison in Ignola prison for violent offenders. Okay. During his sentencing, while Pamela's family was giving their victim impact, impact statements, he again showed no remorse and was even, well, sorry, and was even threatening the family. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, so the prison that he's at, I think it's Agnola, A-N-G-O-L-A, Agnola. Is that Angola? It is Ag- Angola, Angola, probably. A-N-G-O-L-A. You're probably right. Angola. Uh, only because, isn't that a city, Angola? I don't know. I think it is. Oh, yeah, Angola. Yeah, Angola. it's a country. Okay. Oh, that's why I know the name. Sorry. It's a country. Sorry, my bad. So he is at Angola prison. Although, who knows how they pronounce and, it in, in the South? They probably say yeah. Angola or whatever. <laughs> probably I have no idea. None whatsoever. But the country is pronounced um, Angola. <laughs> <clears throat> it's actually one of the roughest and toughest prisons in America. Yuck. I mean, I'm, <laughs> Sorry. I'm not sad that he's there. I'm just sad to hear that. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So Daniel is actually remarried and Pamela's daughter lives with her grandparents. And yeah, that is uh, the case of Pamela Carnahan. That sucks. I know. It's really sad. It is a sad one. And it's also like super like scary because like, I mean, statistically... Yeah, statistically, you have a better chance of, like, if you're going to get murdered, it's most likely by somebody that knows you mm-hmm. or has a connection to you. Like, mm-hmm. this is everyone's worst nightmare. It's somebody that Some there is no person. connection. Just attacked her on the street. Yeah. And that's, that's scary. Yeah. I just want to oh. reiterate, statistically. And I, statistically. Just, got, I just got my uh, security system installed. So the security guy and I were actually talking about this. Um, but as much as you trust ADT's knowledge on the statistics of crime rates, 
he also he verified statistically if you have big dogs and an alarm system, you truly honestly are about as safe as you're going to be. I mean, yeah. So I mean, everyone well, get the a dogs big dog. because because dogs at least like give a warning. And you never know what kind of dog it is. Like they might look sweet and adorable and they're going to rip you to shreds or like my dog, they might look big and mean and they're a giant pillow of fluff. So, yeah, like, but I never know. see everyone says that, but I do think that like dogs can sense when someone's threatening you. Oh, and no, I think they're me... Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and I think their loyalty mm-hmm. would start coming through. I don't disagree with you. Although funny story I don't remember. Someone covered this case. I know they did because um, we went and found it. And I don't remember if it was ID or if it was 2020. But one of Jeremy's friends that he used to know, mm-hmm. that they used to hang out with, like, back in, like, elementary school, like, a long time oh, gosh. ago. She got murdered. And in the guy's confession, when they caught him, he was like, yeah, the dog just watched me the whole time. Wow, that dog might not be going to heaven. One job. One job, dude. He had one job. What kind of dog was it? A beagle. Okay. I mean, beagles, okay. I don't know anything about beagles. I've never had a beagle. Um, They are, I mean, any dog can be aggressive, depending on how they're raised and abused, if they're abused and stuff like that. But typically beagles, they're the reason that they're used as lab, uh, in labs, for animal testing is because they are very docile and they're very loyal and oh. they they just want to love. Oh. So they're willing to put up with a lot of things. Oh. So I can see a beagle not. Poor dog is probably traumatized for life. I know. I know. See. I'll cut that out, but. Uh, yeah. Um, but what you were mentioning, though, with the big dogs is that Israel Keys. He said he never, when he would, like, sc- like scope out who he was going to attack, yeah. like, six years later, he never went after people that had animals, mm-hmm. like dogs, kids, yeah. which I was like, thank God. And um, also, he would look for people. I think we've mentioned this in another, like, one in one of our episodes. He would look for garages that are attached to the homes because people wouldn't lock Mm-hmm. the door from the garage into your house. So if you do have those, lock your damn lock doors. It. It's just lock your damn doors, period. Jesus yeah. Christ. There are still people in freaking 2021 who leave their doors open. My brother is one of them. Insane people. Lock your doors. Doors. You never Jesus know. Jesus Christ. And you know what? Rescue a, a big pup, okay? Pitties yeah. have a bad rep. They're the sweetest, most most loving creatures. Both of mine are, are pit mixes. But you know what they look? Scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. And people, yeah. Yeah. So oh. if you're going to take anything away from this podcast, lock your doors and get a, and get a pit bull. Get a pity mix. Get a sweet little yes. pity mix. They're, they're the um, best little doggies ever. So what's your weekly win? My weekly win is that I am fucking fully vaccinated, bitches. So That's take awesome. that COVID-19. I am vaccinated. This shit took me out, though. I was going to say, shot two. I got Moderna. Shot two. Oof. Tell you what. I'm done. But it's done. Yeah, it's done. Well, it's good. I'm free. Good. What's your weekly win? Um, Mine is not nearly as, like... um. No, yours is exciting. Intense and as, like... No, yours is exciting. In the news. Um, 
but I am officially back on the mainland and I have been eating Chipotle. I was going to say, and (laughs) (laughs) more importantly, (laughs) I have been stuffing my face with Chipotle and I love it. And I could have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and Chipotle, please sponsor us because I absolutely, I'm so excited. So that's my weekly win. fan right here. Like I'm telling you. (laughs) It's been a long four years. What did you get? What was the first thing that you ordered? Was it a burrito? Oh, I always, listen. What was it? I don't go any, like, like, when I like something, that's, like, what I get. I don't really venture out too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I got, I always get the uh, burrito bowl with chicken. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The best. So. That corn uh, salsa that they have, mm-hmm. it is delicious. Yeah, they're. We'll give them that. You can't, yeah. I mean. I love it. It's like it's like walking into home. It's like ah. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's big news. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. I'm pumped. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening and welcome back. Yeah, and we miss uh, you guys. yeah, we can't wait. Hope you guys stick around to hear next week's episode too. Yeah, if you guys are interested in um, giving us some cases that you think are interesting that you want us to cover or you just want to talk about some of the cases that we've covered or anything like that or you have questions for us, hop into our Facebook group. It's a Thousand True Crimes podcast discussion group or you can find us on Instagram, a Thousand True Crimes pod. Um, We're not on Twitter because I don't understand the point of doing social promoting on twitter but if we ever get there we'll let you guys know (laughs) yeah and make sure to like subscribe leave a review especially for our itunes listeners and yeah stay safe out there everybody that's right lock your doors lock your doors and get a a dog (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right we'll talk to y'all later bye bye fam Lock it. It's just lock your damn doors, period. Jesus Christ. There are still people in freaking 2021 who leave their doors open. My brother is one of them. Insane people. Lock your doors. Jesus Christ. And you know what? Rescue a, a big pup, okay? Pities have a bad rep. They're the sweetest, most most loving creatures. Both of mine are, are pit mixes. But you know what they look? Scary as hell. Oh.
get a pity mix. Get a sweet little pity mix. They're, they're the best little doggies ever. My weekly win is that I am fucking fully vaccinated, bitches. So take that, COVID-19. I am vaccinated. This shit took me out, though. I was going to say, shot two. I got Moderna. Shot two. Woof. Tell you what. But it's done. Yeah, it's done. I'm free. What's your weekly win? No, yours is exciting. No, yours is exciting. I was going to say, and <laughs> more importantly, <laughs> woo! <laughs> we got your number one fan right here. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> what did you get? What was the first thing that you ordered? Was it a burrito? Was it a, a tray? What was it? Yeah, yeah. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. That corn uh, salsa that they have, it is delicious. I will give them that. <laughs> hey, it's big news. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, we missed you guys. Yeah, if you guys are interested in um, giving us some cases that you think are interesting that you want us to cover or you just want to talk about some of the cases that we've covered or anything like that or you have questions for us, hop into our Facebook group. It's a Thousand True Crimes podcast discussion group or you can find us on Instagram, a Thousand True Crimes pod. Um, we're not on Twitter because I don't understand the point of doing so social promoting on Twitter but if we ever get there we'll let you guys know <laughs> hope you guys have a great week that's right lock your doors stay safe lock your doors get a dog <laughs> bye fam all right